This is a cubic inch of sound. Uh, and over the past week, we all watched... Wait, actually, <laughs> I don't know if we did. We were supposed <laughs> to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm pretty sure I was the only one who actually rewatched it, and everybody else just, like, just like saw it the first time. Um, yeah, but my name is Luke, and I'm wearing jeans right now. Uh, my name is Nick, and I'm the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm Kevin, and I have a middle arm, which is kind of weird if you're both characters. Mm. I'm... T I'm Tim, and if you spell my name very incorrectly, it's a palindrome. I'm Dan, and I'm not wearing. What are you wearing? I'm Connor. Oh, come on, Kevin. You're you're always the one who gets interrupted <laughs> and complains about it. You'd think you'd learn a thing or two. Anyways, I'm Connor, and I've actually been hiding on the moon since the end of Avengers Endgame. Wow. Yeah, yeah that is a fun fact. What's that like? It's, uh, it's kind of lonely. How's the food? Are you there with the inhuman? Uh, no, I haven't seen them yet. They might be on the, like, like, a neighbor's, you know, few, few blocks well, down. Well, it's okay. Nobody saw Inhumans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did that come out? That like came out ages ago. ago. That was, oh, it was like God. a TV show that, I think it was on ABC or something. <laughs> I think I saw one trailer for that and then never thought about it again. I never Wait, saw the run It says September 29th, 2017. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. In in contrast, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think, was actually like the most watched premiere on Disney Plus, so this is a lot more popular. Really? Why do people watch this than The Mandalorian? Yeah. WandaVision's in second. Which is crazy, but you know. Marvel's people are probably just sad about the recent Star Wars stuff besides Mandalorian. So they're like, I don't wanna watch the premiere. Yeah, but it it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I think right now like mm -hmm. superhero content is more mainstream than like Star Wars or other kind of sci-fi entries. Especially abroad. Yeah, you're wider, right. uh, yeah, more true, true. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars that much. I think but, the yeah. Mandalorian is what got people to buy Disney Plus, so they didn't watch. No one watched like the premiere, like all when it came out. They're like, oh wait, this is good, and they just, oh, like, hopped true, in halfway true, through. Yeah, I, I like us mentioning that superhero content is big abroad because it's like, who's Who's abroad watching the Captain America content being like, oh, yeah, cool, Captain America? <laughs> it's like that one time um, I, I had kind of looked through uh, comic history of U.S. Agent and like one of his last stints is there was like a team of purely Canadian superheroes and that was their whole thing. And then U.S. Agent joined and took the lead. <laughs> and it was like, all right. <laughs> that is a Sounds classic right. U.S. move right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Big mm. time. Now I hear you guys are Canadian superheroes, but uh, my name's John Walker, and yeah, um, so do we want to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier? What's it about? Dan, you're here. Tell us the premise. What's it about? Well, you see, in the wake of the world-altering events of Avengers Endgame, the world is in chaos. People are confused, thousands of people displaced, and in the chaos, one man rises up to settle the world back to the way it was or should be. Wait, one man? I thought it was two men. Uh, there's two. I mean, even like three, technically, if you kind of count the... Or maybe four. Oh, when I say there's, one there's man, a few the one men. man is a metaphor for the multiple men. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there were a lot wow. of men, but I feel like it was mainly the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is probably why they called it Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's a bit of a leap, but okay. Yeah, no, I've, I've got a pretty wild interpretation of this. Radical. Fan theories are going crazy. <laughs> what did you guys think of the first episode fight scene was awesome it hooked me in way more than wandavision <laughs> yeah there was um <laughs> the really like the opening scene was kind of just like a 15 minute long fight scene of like falcon flying around he was fighting yeah. batrock remember that guy from the winter yeah. soldier oh yeah he's mm -hmm. french 
his one character trait is being French. <laughs> he's also evil. <laughs> don't, get, don't forget that. I don't really know. Yeah, yeah being French. I think that's all kind of wrapped up. <laughs> I don't really know what he what his goal was, to be honest. I think he wanted money and then revenge. He's probably sad about that one time that Steve Rogers beat him up. That's like yeah. every villain. Yeah, but I, like when he comes back in the finale, he's like, oh, you cost me a lot of money. And it's like, typically, if someone costs you a lot of money, you just try and like avoid them, you know, and make more money. I don't really get the whole like this guy in particular. I'm well, he's evil. Down. He has to do revenge <laughs> stuff, you know? They, just, they really liked him in Winter Soldier and they said, you got to come back and play a pivotal role. We need. He doesn't leap. I noticed that there there was a lack of leaping, despite the fact that he is sometimes called Batroc the Leap. I mean, like, his flips are kind of leap. He does a lot of kicks. He definitely has kick like a leg-oriented move set. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the wingsuits were really funny when like Falcon was he was, he was trying to rescue a guy. Um, Batroc had kidnapped him, I guess, and his team of goons. Uh, and then the goons all jumped out of a plane after putting on those like flying squirrel wingsuit things. And they were, like, flying around, and one of them was, like, shooting a gun at the Falcon, and it was like, this, <laughs> yeah, it looks a little bit stupid, but it was fun. It was a good action yeah. scene. It was, it, was, awesome. it was nice. It was definitely extremely over the top, but I think that was, like, I don't know, it, it set the scene, set the mood. There were a couple brutal murders in that. Like, yeah, picking you know, a couple out of helicopters, grabbing some people. Like, well, like, didn't he grab one guy by a line midair and like snapped him or something? I think yeah. one guy was shoved into a rock face. Yeah, yeah Captain yeah. America is totally willing to kill people. You know, he's not Batman. Um, as long as they're fighting him, it's okay. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Good thing or Captain America mission and no one can react in time. People. Yeah, he can see faster than the average person. Um, I really liked what they did with uh, Bucky in the first episode because, because in general, it feels like um, in the MCU, Bucky's whole thing as the Winter Soldier kind of, kind of, it pretty much got fixed off screen. Like in Civil mm-hmm. War, it was a big issue, and then they like put him in Wakanda, and they're like, "Hey, the Wakandans will be able to help you," and then it all just kind of happens off screen. And by Infinity War, he's like fine. Um, or he seems fine at least here you know we see kind of like the lasting effects of it and he has nightmares and he has like ptsd and stuff and he's thinking about like the people that he killed when he was the winter soldier uh and it mm-hmm. was it was good it was cool. yeah i remember one shot in particular um of him sitting on the couch with the therapist that was it was just like extremely well uh well thought out shot and it just like made me really excited for the rest of the show like the, the first, I mean, the first few episodes at least were pretty well shot, in my opinion. It and was a very well intense written. therapy scene. <laughs> like, yeah, they were. It was very close up to both of them. The therapist yeah, saw, was like, kind of bad. It was like twenty minutes of footage. I don't know if they were joking, but someone said that in an interview. They both that... were talking about the therapy session. That like everyone's like, did you know that scene was improv? Like that one in the second episode. Yes. Oh, we're not talking about the second episode. I didn't know it was improv. <laughs> no, but I, I, I seriously think that the therapist was kind of mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He called her a bad shrink. That was a little mean himself. What? 
Colin, Colin, your shrink a bad shrink. That was mean. Maybe she was just being yeah. Mean. No, that was kind of mean. You're right. Yeah, um, but I mean, if she's like kind of mean the whole time, she is a bad shrink. Maybe she just needs to hear some criticism, even if it's not very nice. Yeah, but is shrink an acceptable thing to call a therapist? Is that a slur? Is that rude? I don't. I don't think it's a slur. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's just like it's less... probably not polite. It's not polite. You're right. Why, what, where does shrink come from? Why is it called shrink? Is it because they're always I, small? I think there's a joke at one point. Uh, like, they would shrink your brain. I don't know. Like, <laughs> sounds like, like you're making like that up, 40s Dan. or like 50s or something like that. Like some weird old terminology. I don't know. They're Back trying to shrink they your brain by... Yeah, no, Dan's, Dan's right. It apparently derives from head shrinker. Uh, hmm. Which, like... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They're trying to smooth out your brain, make it smaller. <laughs> I want my brain to be smooth. I wanna, I wanna feel it. I don't want one of those. Oh, I don't want one of those gross, that? ugly, wrinkly brains. <laughs> yeah. I wanna feel the brain. You know brain what I'm massage. saying? I'm smooth it out. You know. Take a nice flat iron to the brain. I was thinking when, whenever Bucky mentions Wakanda, I always think that he's like. He's like a white guy who went to Africa for a year and then never shuts up about it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, no, wait. But when I was in Africa, it was really cool. They had, like, these crazy nanobots and stuff. And, like, they made it so that I didn't kill people. I, li- I like that um, because Wakanda has, like, vibranium and, like, super advanced technology, they also have, like, the best therapists <laughs> like it doesn't always go hand in hand but wakanda's just better in like literally every way yeah what do you mean? best therapists like they were they got the brainwashing out of bucky oh i thought that was just like surgery like i don't know <laughs> they lobotomize <laughs> <laughs> i mean at that point they just have the best lobotomizers in the world you know <laughs> like, like, maybe the higher left hemisphere of metal. your brain i don't but... know <laughs> They could do scans pretty well. Maybe they just did like a, a brain changing scan. He doesn't just have a metal arm. He has a vibranium brain now. <laughs> He's just a robot. You guys remember a war machine showed up in the in the first episode? I yeah, kind of completely was... forgot about that until I rewatched it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I also I I haven't rewatched it, so I don't remember it. Yeah, they got Don Cheadle. They were like, hey, Don Cheadle, you should show up and like like talk to Sam for a bit. Uh, and they do. Oh no, when yeah, Sam I is, do remember is that. Giving actually. up the shield. Um, yeah. Stupid oh, move yeah. right there. That actually wasn't Rhodey. It was canonically uh, Don Cheadle. Like, <laughs> oh, I love you, yeah. Rwanda. <laughs> wow. I can't wait for Don Cheadle and James Rhodes to hang out together in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. I, I will say the whole thing with Sam giving up the shield felt a little bit weird because because in Endgame it seemed like. Like, he kind of just got over that pretty quickly of, like, oh, man, the shield feels like it's someone else's. And then Steve is like, it shouldn't. It's your shield. And he's like, okay, I guess it's my shield. And then in this one, he's like, you know what? It's not my shield. I'm going to put it in a museum. It belongs in a museum. This this might... I mean, this is a conversation we could probably have a lot later. But, like, I think that was one of the really important themes. Like, like, a lot of people have been talking about different themes of the show. But I don't think anyone really touched on kind of like who should hold power and how should they use it and that was like to me like the central message um, broker yeah yeah like exactly like it literally like you couldn't spell it out in more black and white terms <laughs> uh where so like i i think a lot of 
uh, Sam's actions were kind of to show, like, not even so much, like, a hesitance to, like, embrace power, but it's just, like, he's okay. Like, he doesn't really need it. He doesn't need, like, a power or recognition. I guess yeah, another it, point it's... is that... Oh, sorry. Um, well, I guess he, another he, point is that it was... He didn't anticipate the museum to give the shield away to John Walker, and that was something that he put the trust in their foundation to really? uphold the shield's uh, legacy, I guess, but mm. then they didn't, so... The Smithsonian yeah. was the real bad guys all and along. And I guess, I guess at the same time, like... Uh, <laughs> Because at the end, he also is like very proud of, of getting Isaiah kind of enshrined in, in the the museum. So it seems like he does kind of uh, take very seriously like legacy and, and honoring yeah. that and giving it to the public. So it actually kind of makes sense that he would kind of be willing. And it, I, I'm not really defending the decision. It's kind of you know weird, but um, I do think it has kind of that that background to it. It did yeah. like the arc of like Sam having to like kind of come to terms with accepting the uh, shield and everything. Oh, that was pretty good stuff. But, like, also, I'm just kind of thinking, like, in Captain America 4, like, if he just, like, flies on screen full Captain America and, like, you haven't seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, like, you're not even going to question it. Like, Endgame pretty much just kind of got you there already. Maybe or, that's why yeah, they did it that way. True. Oh, yeah. Maybe. That makes sense. I, actually, that's probably why they did it that way. So, it doesn't, it isn't, like, nonsense if you haven't seen it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Marvel to just, like, explain it in like a joke like oh when did this happen he's like oh you know whatever and then they're in the middle of a fight scene it seems like a very marvel thing to just like brush over yeah well yeah, i guess they did make an entire series about it so i <laughs> didn't quite brush over it and i mean if you're if you're going into the mcu and not watching all of the stuff at this point you're kind of going to be lost anyway pretty yeah, much like, yeah why, why, why was everyone missing for five years what, what's going on <laughs> is there any is there any backstory to that? I feel like you'd like, have to be missing for five years to not know that one at this point. Like, of course that's true, but I also feel like Marvel kind of has an obligation to make it as accessible as possible if they want to actually get like, you know, you know, maintain interest. Well, I mean, they, I don't think they're actually going to, but <laughs> they've made it they've made it popular enough that they can just say, "Oh, you didn't see this show? Too bad. You don't get the plot." Because like yeah, now they're trying yeah, to get definitely. people to buy Disney Plus. So if you want to know the plot, you have to buy Disney Plus. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I I think it makes sense that they're trying to put as much plot into these series as possible. Yeah, plot and I think it's very the MCU yeah. needs. Yeah, I think it's just very clear that Disney Plus or or Disney in general is making it uh, available and necessary for these shows to tie into the movies. Like it's mm -hmm. it's just very clear from advertising and stuff that if you want to keep up with the series, that you just got to watch these shows now. You know. Yeah, from what we've heard about Doctor Strange too, it sounds like WandaVision is going to be pretty essential to that. So I feel like they could have done have that. Have we heard anything about Doctor Strange? We've heard I mean, that. You specifically I mean, yeah. don't keep up with this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've heard that I Wanda's mean, going to be in it, and that's pretty important. I, I'd be willing to bet that sure. there's just like that one plot point of WandaVision is going to come back, which I didn't want to. Just the fact that Wanda has the Darkhold now. Um, mm -hmm is probably going to be important. I'd imagine that that most of it isn't going to come up, but it, that's it did seem like everyone thought. was absolutely ignorant of everything going on, so they probably just, you know, would be like, "Oh, hey Wanda. What's up?" you know. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I, I uh, guess I guess Vision coming back will be probably pretty significant, but actually the entirety of mm. Multiverse of Madness is going to be shot like an episode of the Dick Van Dyke show. It's going to actually have Dick Van Dyke too. Be wow, that's impressive. They they did also um, confirm that uh, Contessa um, Valentina is going to be in 
uh, Black Widow as well. So like, it seems like there's going to be like an A plot or, or not like an A and B plot, but like two separate plots in Phase Four where there's kind of like the big magic stuff going on, and then there's probably going to be a lot of the typical like Shield esque stuff. You know, so so Falcon and Winter Shoulder. So oh god, not the Winter Shoulder. Uh, <laughs> um, no, don't get shoulder. Like we have like Power Broker, we have the Contessa. You know, so I think that will set up kind of a lot of like the. I don't really know how to describe, it, but you know what I mean. Like, like, like Black Widow, Hawkeye yeah, were always yeah. kind of like the normal people in the yeah, um, that kind of you know plotline. And then Spider Man's gonna hang out for one for one time and then leave. <laughs> yeah, Spider Man. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Who knows Probably. at this point? <laughs> They're just gonna have like seventy Spider Men in that movie. <laughs> you know, um, what did you the guys last think? One gonna th- what did you guys think about the Flag Smashers when? We first see the Flag Smashers through the app, the Pokemon Go app. (laughs) That was was probably the stupidest part of the Flag Smashers was that app. No, I disagree. Their (laughs) name is up there. I I think that, like, I could forgive the app as a plot point if they were better characters. Yeah. 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 I, I I don't know I don't know if this is completely unreasonable, but I really didn't like them calling it an app because it 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 didn't make it made it feel like Pokemon Go or someone was like oh yeah I just downloaded this on the App Store and like it's telling me to go to this location. Like, I feel like it should have been at least at least some sort of more you know coded language or something you know where it's it's like a Cicada three three zero one kind of deal instead of just kind of like yeah we're Google on Play Apple Store. Play and you know. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, yeah like, we, I mean, we see also uh, at the at the end not to get too much into that but just that other people can like <laughs> add things to the app and pretend to be um carly and act like they're official and so it's like yeah. why why couldn't they just do that the whole time you know they could easily they just like set up a, a sting operation you know i don't think they did take her phone no, I think because they didn't interact with her apprehended right yeah, right. like even early in the first episode, the uh, Torres he, he just found them using his phone. Like, we mean setting yeah, that up just the feels location. Like more of a vulnerability than. I, know, I just else. I just watched the last episode like earlier today, and they don't interact with her. Like other yeah. people interact with her, but they couldn't have taken her phone. <laughs> to I actually this. I I had I had saved watching the last episode until today, so okay. <laughs> it's pretty fresh. Um, um, yeah, so. End of end of episode one, like uh, cliffhanger is that we see. Oh, they gave the shield to some random dude named John Walker. Um, and at the beginning of the second episode is just like focused on him, kind of like the opening scene is entirely him. Um, I I honestly felt bad for him, like episode two and kind of episode three, um, because clearly like. Like, he's clearly no Steve Rogers, right? But it also feels like he hasn't actually done anything wrong yet. And for some reason, everybody just despises him. I mean, I understand why, but, like, I honestly just felt bad for the guy. Like, man, he's doing his best. Yeah, that that reveal, for me, was uh, extra impactful because from the, uh, from, like, the nose down, he looks a lot like one of my friends from school. So I was like, oh my god, that guy is <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> he did look really dorky in the in the helmet at first. I think it like pushes his ears a little bit and they kind of like fold it out like a Dumbo-esque, you know? Mm. Um, I think his his smug look when he was first introduced, that was that was it for me. Was it so like, yeah, didn't was like, like happy to be there. 
I don't. And then know. A- afterward, he looked totally fine. The whole rest of the series, I thought he he looked like you know handsome, gritty, you know whatever you, you know. And, and, uh, I don't know what was with that first shot that just was kind of like yeah. yeah. I think it was the camera angle too from below. Yeah, he's, just, he's not Chris that Evans. Flatter you know? anybody. <laughs> also, can I he's just no say, Steve Rogers? It's yeah. ridiculous how good normal people are with throwing the shield. You know, like yeah. I've always thought, yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, Steve Rogers, like he has trained with the shield a ton, and he has the super soldier serum, and like, like it makes him smarter. I'm pretty sure, like, mm-hmm. to some extent, at least it makes him think faster. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> so so it's like okay, it makes sense that he can like ricochet it off walls and stuff, and he can like catch yeah. it super well. Like he always catches it so that. He catches it through like the straps of the shield, and it's like that's ridiculous mm-hmm. with how fast it's moving. Um, but then you see that Walker can just do the same thing. He can just do the exact same thing, and like at this point, he's not a super soldier. He's just a dude, a pretty a pretty good dude, I guess. Well, here's the thing. Um, in Civil War, Spider Man was like, "What? How is the shield doing that? That thing is magic or whatever." He says it defies the laws of gravity or physics. Yeah. So he is also an enhanced human and he is completely baffled at how this thing works. I think the shield actually does affect reality in some kind of way. Maybe it, Thor enchanted it or something like like the like after Avengers we just didn't see he just said okay, I'm going to put a spell so like anyone could use this shield. Just magic now. The shield is well, actually so- the 7th Infinity Stone. You don't really need it. <laughs> like it's kind of an optional stone, but yeah. And it's way bigger than all the rest of them. <laughs> So, so what's the um, uh, the property of vibranium? It, it like absorbs kinetic energy or something like that, right? It's yeah. that's what they say. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't actually. <laughs> yeah. It does whatever the plot needs it to. Whatever it's like the plot needs, yeah. Because yeah. the thing that didn't sit well with me is like, even though it's not sharp, I feel like if you are a super soldier hucking that thing super fast, like that's gonna make some heads roll. And then Sam just kind of like catches it with bare hands, and he's like, "All right, let's roll." You know, like it. It, it is yeah. kind of like a. You know, a metal edge. I feel like if it's going fast enough, um, maybe they put a little rubber round thing around it. <laughs> to completely ruin the entire vibranium aspect. No, that's that's how that's how it's found. There's flubber out. around it. It's just like they coated the edge with flubber. I, okay, this this is completely unrelated, right? But one scene that really bothers me, that just really bothers me, in Captain America: The Winter Soldier, um, there's a there's a part where Captain America punches a guy through the shield. Like, he specifically yeah. holds the yeah. shield up and then punches the guy through it. And it's like, first of all, he could have just not done that. He could have just punched the guy. <laughs> Still would have punched him. Um, but second of all, if the shield absorbs everything, wouldn't that have just absorbed no the punch? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the point? I don't understand. No, the, the punch was just for show, and he just, like, hit him in the face with the shield. The, the, the odd thing to me was everyone was really... Uh, I don't know, hyped about uh, when Walker, I think it's at the end of episode four, uh, kills, you know, uh, the Flag Smasher in broad daylight. And I was like, yeah, but didn't Cap also, like, did Cap didn't have a no-kill rule? I think it was probably on, like, circumstantial. I I guess, yeah. And it was also, like, brutalized, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The guy specifically said, like, I surrender. Like, I... True, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, the last time that the Avengers killed people in another country started like the uh the accords yeah but i mean that was uh, by accident <laughs> that i feel like yeah. those are completely different situations yeah the that was also time... was a like huge scale event 
all of them. The last know, time like... the Avengers killed an unarmed prisoner was Thanos, which, when you think <laughs> about it, that was a little bit messed up at least, but at least fairly reasonable. I don't think anybody was really getting mad at them for that one. Yeah, I don't know. I think they were, I mean, at least somewhat justified. <laughs> yeah, this guy didn't threaten to tear the universe apart down to its last atom, so, I mean... <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he actually, a... like, Thanos actually won... You know, he killed a lot of people. Avengers are just that's all. That's all water under the bridge. That was future Thanos, not the Thanos in Endgame. Oh no, no, no! I'm I'm talking because because the future Thanos or the 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 Thanos that was killed at the end of Endgame that was reasonable. He was gonna kill like everyone, but um, when Thor cuts off Thanos's head at the beginning of Endgame, that was like not entirely justified. I mean. Again, fairly justified, but yeah, you could definitely make the argument he was he wasn't gonna do anything to yeah. them. Thanos Thanos should have stood trial, you know. They could have. Thanos was like they that was like such that. a long time ago. It was just it was just it was just a bit. It was a different time. Forget <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, about it. Uh, this this episode two is when um. When the Falcon and the Winter Soldier first kind of like team up, they go up against the Flag Smashers. It's when we first realize that the Flag Smashers don't actually have an MO or like any reason to be doing anything. They just, <laughs> things just kind of happen and they just want to stop them. That's fun. I describe a lot fun? of things as fun. <laughs> Lots um, of things are fun. I did really like the dynamic between Sam and Bucky. Um, they just work well off of each other. And I think that that kind of started in Civil War, and everybody, especially Dan, was like, oh man, they should make like a buddy cop movie about these two. Um, and then here it's like, ooh, buddy cop movie? How about a buddy cop series? Or more <laughs> yeah, like mini I was, series. Especially during that uh, therapy scene where they have interlocked knees and they're staring into each other's eyes. I, I was like noticing how good the chemistry between them was. Like, they were just really good. It was a very good I, scene. I might be yeah. remembering it weird. I kind of felt a little awkward, like, while I was out. Like, like the, the, the dialogue felt a little stilted. Like, I felt the, the chemistry, but it was kind of just, like... I don't know. I think someone said it was, like, it was like it was improv, right? Yeah, that, that we was... We have a source I guess, that said that. that okay, we, a source that said that it's it's improv. I, like, I, I kind of... I think I kind of felt that a little bit, but I, I think it was overall well done. I mean, I, I it felt appropriately awkward for the situation in my yeah sense. yeah true true because i i felt that was like one of my favorite scenes from the show just because of how absurdly strange it was <laughs> the therapist just decides to put them through couples therapy despite them not being a couple okay yeah yeah therapists I, I feel, do I feel that, like right? i feel like they're with like that and a couple other things like them referring to themselves as partners later they're like appealing to the fandom like the fan theories that they're like together I, is that a thing i thought that was only really a thing with like steve and bucky it's a thing with every pair of characters in the mcu That's and i mean it's, it's definitely <laughs> more with falcon and the winter soldier now yeah Peter parker and tony stark no oh god <laughs> no <laughs> um but yeah in like there is the the whole action scene um, in that second episode where uh, they're fighting on trucks because the Flag Smashers are transporting vaccines. And and this whole time, you're kind of just thinking, like, wait, so why are they actually fighting them? Like, I, 
Like, I understand that they've done illegal stuff, but, like, why are we... Why do we care? You know? That that was my big problem, is just, why should I care about this? Early on, it was just, like, you know... Torres was like, "Hey, this is a problem," and Sam was like, "Okay, let's let's fix it." And, it was, and that was kind of it. Like that was the only context we really got. So we were kind of just relying entirely on that dynamic. Yeah, and um, and and at the very beginning, the flag smashers are described as like, "Oh, these guys um thought that the world was better when half of the people were gone because of Thanos." And it's like, so do they want to re-kill like half of the people? <laughs> is that what it is? And it's it's not that, but. Like, from the first episode, you kind of have no idea what their actual goal is, and that's what you kind of just assume, is like, I guess they just want to, like, kill all the people again. Yeah. They're, they're um, gonna kill everyone via vaccine. Yeah, they, were, they were called I, Thanos sympathizers, but they weren't. Their, their, their actual thing was just, when half of the people were gone, there was essentially, like, no borders, because the world governments were too busy, like, with other stuff to really mm-hmm. care about borders. Um... And so the world was kind of a lot more unified trying to, like, solve the Thanos problem. And then once Endgame happened, it seemed like everything was just going back to normal. And they were like, oh, we don't want things to be back to normal. Which I feel like properly explained, that's not a terrible motivation. But it doesn't completely work the way that they show it here. I, I, yeah. guess, I think we talked about this when the series was, you know, as it was coming out. I, I kind of think it was, like, not well explained by any means. But, like, I, I definitely got what they were going for. Especially because, like, the, the GRC, like, the, the their, you know, the antagonist to the uh, Flag Smashers is, is the Repatriation Council. Like, it sounds like their whole thing is just kind of, like, getting everyone back where they were supposed to be. And so I, I feel like it, like it's it's pretty well indicated that, like... Um, they're more concerned with, like, the political structures that were in place more so than, like, we should kill people. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that they don't really have a tangible goal until the fifth episode out of six episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I think is kind of an issue. I mean, and, and I don't know if we want to, you know, talk extensively about this or anything, but, like, um, there's kind of, like, the rumor going around that originally the plot was supposed to revolve around, like, a worldwide... Uh, virus or like bioweapon that leaked <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's why they were getting vaccines and of course given actual you know real life circumstances that's not necessarily a palatable uh you know plot to, to put out so i guess it would make sense that they kind of like had to flip the script later on yeah but... and i think that that's like like we don't know if there were rewrites because of that but it seems that there's at least a decent chance that there were and then maybe that's why it turned out so weird um <sighs> At the end of episode two, they kind of just say, like, man, we need somebody to help us figure out these darn super soldiers, where they're coming from. Guess who we're going to go to? Hey, it's Baron Zemo from Civil War. I liked him. I really liked him, honestly. He was just a villain who had, like, a weird motive, but was helping people. It, he was very, it, it's he was the just... same situation I have where... Um, you know, where it was like the Clone Wars Anakin versus Anakin in the prequels, where it was like Clone Wars Anakin, way cooler, absolutely love him, but it feels like an entirely different character. Like, I kind of have like a weird disparity between them. Same thing here. Like, Zemo feels like he should have felt in the first place, but he feels nothing like the one from Civil War. I... Yeah, I feel like that's in a lot in due part because in Civil War, he was he was like very desperate and focused and determined on what he wanted to do, like get rid of superheroes and all that. But now that I think he's coming to terms with uh, that he can't really do that. And now he's just kind of like 
laid back and he's, he's like, vibing. okay. Dude, I understand. It's great. It like, was just weird know. seeing him go from like, you know, the, the gritty like place where he, you know, drowned that guy in the sink or, you know, like all that. Yeah. And then he's just, it just turns out he actually like flies on private jets all the time and is just, you know, swimming in loads of money. And it was like, all right, you know, so I don't really like it. I guess it makes sense that he's kind of like chilled out now, but it seems like his, his cool personality just came out of nowhere. I definitely yeah. think it, it felt like a shift because in Civil War, it seemed like he just wanted revenge on the Avengers because they were the reason his family died. And here he's just like, I hate super soldiers. Anyone with powers needs to die. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of had a change of motivation. Like, we were never given that idealistic side in Civil War. He's, he's like, become way more radicalized, but also way cooler. Yeah. He's just, yeah. like, hanging out now, dancing and, like, flying around. <laughs> Mad, <laughs> but also stuff, now yeah. he wants way more people to die or, like, be gone. The thing is, he has pretty much come out on top. Like, he's two for two at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> although what? I will I will say, um, they kind of discuss his ideology a little bit of just, like, ooh, is it bad to have, like, powered people? Um, they never bring up the the obvious point, which I think would completely destroy his argument, that A, the Avengers being split up means that they were less effective defending the Earth against Thanos. So, it was his fault. Like, I'm not gonna put it all on him, but, like, it was kind of his fault that Infinity War happened, because if the Avengers weren't split up, they would've, like, um, they would've done better, you know? Um, and then B, the fact that the Avengers were the ones who brought everyone back from Thanos, and it's like, so clearly, they're doing good, you know? <laughs> That's really weird to think about, Zemo being partially responsible for the blip. <laughs> yeah. I never really thought about that, yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I remember hearing, um, it was like an interview with the Russo brothers, where they said that, like, like essentially the lasting effects of civil war was that if vision had been informed about the um or if they could have protected vision from thanos's like black order coming after him then he wouldn't have gotten ambushed he wouldn't have like lost his powers and then they wouldn't have gotten the mind stone and then like who knows what would have happened after that but clearly clearly they would have done better if not for zemo <laughs> mm. might have it might have just had that enough time to Actually, I feel like it may not have made a difference, because even if they did succeed to steal the stone, at that point, Thanos could easily still have the time stone. Mm, yeah, but then you also have to think, like, Thor came really close to killing him, so if they had delayed Thanos by just a little bit, then then maybe Thor could yeah. have actually killed him. I mean, like I said, who knows, because anything it's could have happened, but... And so did, like, the Avengers on Titan, like... They definitely stood a chance if they were all together. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were very close. According to Doctor Strange, there was only one. Well, well, one he was looking from that, from that well, for starting from yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So are you saying that if Vision, like, didn't get nerfed at the beginning of the movie, no, then and... he would have been like, ah, there's two. Well, also, if the Avengers had been together as the Avengers, then maybe Captain America would have been on Titan. Or somebody else would have been on Titan. What if Wanda had been on Titan? Like, come on. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That could have done it. Wanda and Doctor Strange, it wouldn't really have been fair at How that How would point. Wanda have gotten on the spaceship? She can fly. Yeah. Yeah. She can get beamed up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, 
One thing I did think was really weird about Zemo's whole philosophy, we might be getting into the fourth episode here, I don't even remember. Um, no, I do remember, this is the fourth episode. <laughs> um, Zemo mentions, like, he asks Sam, like, oh, if you could take the serum, would you? And Sam instantly answers no, and he's like, oh, you were immediate, That that's impressive. And it's like, but why wouldn't... Sam take the serum? Why is he so against the super soldier serum? Like, it makes enough sense out of universe because I feel like in the real world, like realistically, it probably is bad for some people to have superpowers, you know, and I would be kind of scared. But like within the context of the MCU, all of the superheroes have powers, you know, or like most of them at least. And and it, it was never seen as, like, a moral issue for, like, oh, should Steve Rogers take the serum? Yeah, he it should, because he's awesome. Well, no, it, it, that was, like, exactly the thing. They were like, we need to find the person with the best moral character, not the best strength going in and stuff like that. And then even, like... Yeah, and they found you know him, what I mean? and but, he but, took like, it. They weren't ever like, ooh, Steve Rogers, would you take the serum? And he immediately says no. And then they, no, they force him to? <laughs> <laughs> I guess the other thing is like I, I mean Sam wouldn't know this, but in the comics, uh, the serum or like the the augmentation that the power broker used was like fifty percent would give you super strength, fifty percent would kill you instantly. Uh, so like okay, it but does Zemo kind of make didn't that say that serum specifically. He said the serum, which since it was a hypothetical, you think he's probably talking about the same one that Steve Rogers yeah. took. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It's just it's it's never really. It's I never they were really just, fully been a thing before, especially when you have <laughs> when you have heroes like Tony Stark who just like build suits of armor for themselves that are like as strong as an army, basically. And like I'm personally kind of concerned about the fact that like some billionaire just has like a, an Iron Man suit, you know. But like he doesn't seem concerned about it. Nobody else really seems that concerned. Yeah, well, I, 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 I think. <laughs> I think they were just driving, it's like the same point as him giving up the shield at the beginning. Like, they're trying to make the point that, like, people who don't want power are the people who should have the most power. But it, like, that makes sense as a lesson, but it doesn't, I, I agree that it doesn't make sense that Sam wouldn't want a super soldier serum in this context. Yeah, and like, this guy, you know, like, he went against Thanos. He he shot bullets at Thanos. You'd think that he would be like, man, I feel like I could be a little stronger when all, when all my powers are wings. Like, sure, the wings are pretty cool, are but like... Get, his bullets aren't going to get amped by the serum. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, he's clearly been out of his league before. <laughs> wings are cool, don't get me wrong, but they're not really powers. They're wings. Yeah, it's it's like, it's not even on the level of like an iron man suit either it's just yeah. like well he until... can fly now he's got the shield though that that's a cool combo power thing he does have the shield yeah yeah mm-hmm. i'll yeah. talk about when we get to the final episode discussion i i, I don't know i still think it might be a valid worry that like because it, it amplifies everything about you so if he has any insecurities or something and he's worried about them like getting you know amped up like like john walker's so if I'm, I like, do agree. It's, a, it's like a good lesson that's implemented poorly. If I'm kind of hot now and I take the <laughs> super soldier serum, will I be really hot? Well, yeah. Like you saw, you saw Chris Evans. He went from it was like scrawny, you know, a little cute twink kind of kind of deal to you know, <laughs> full on, <laughs> full on hunk. Yeah. 
full-on Captain America. It was it was Chris Evans on a little tiny body. Chris Evans on a big body, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, like the blob from X-Men. <laughs> this is about the time when the Dora Milaje show up from Black Panther. That was cool. Yeah. They seemed like yeah. they were kind of just there for the sake of being there, but, like, it was neat. <laughs> they gave that nice I really liked, scene. I really liked John Walker's reaction to getting his getting completely destroyed by them yeah oh like, yeah like he, they, that, that like completely broke him <laughs> yeah he was I, like put down your sticks fellas all right like, they weren't even super soldiers like that's yeah. a really good line i loved wyatt russell hmm. in the whole series i really don't understand why people were so immature and childish about oh my his, god his people are so dumb uh, it's unbelievable <laughs> they <laughs> were they were like attacking him be like as an actor or as a person, because they didn't like, um, they didn't <laughs> oh, like his character. character. But like, that's oh just God. because he's really good at playing yeah. a hateable character. Yeah, <laughs> like, his it, performance it, was amazing. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. making it in stride because I remember him saying, "Like, dude, it's awesome being the Marvel punching bag." That just means I did an awesome <laughs> job. <laughs> Someone did. might he prove me wrong here in a second, but like, I feel like stuff like that doesn't happen really with the movies. Like, it seems to be in like a TV thing, like. People get really attached to characters on a TV show far more than they ever do with the movie. I disagree because have you seen those billboards true. where people are campaigning to bring oh Tony God. Stark back in the movies? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, but like you never get the weird obsessive fans. What do you get? Weird obsessive no, MCU no, fans no, 100% get, existed no, before no, the Disney Plus shows. Let me finish the sentence. You don't no. get the kind of weird obsessive fans that like make the same kind of attacks you see a lot with TV shows. Like it's a lot counterpoint, more rampant. Ray like, Captain Marvel. <laughs> okay. Wait, Luke, sorry, what did you say? I, I, I said Ray Lowe. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. The Dan, two I think I agree with you. Captain Marvel and like, you know, uh, Kylo Ren. Okay, know. I take yeah. back my point. You yeah, guys. Dan, I was gonna say I agree with you most of the time, but like, the MCU is like one of the example and Star Wars because like you yeah. spend so much time with those characters. It's like it's about like how long the character is part of the viewer's life, I guess. And like mm-hmm. MCU characters are pretty pretty important to a lot of people yeah that also has to do with screen time because yeah. mcu has a lot of screen time compared <laughs> to most movies yeah the, the mcu basically is a tv show just like like just the movies have yeah. as much runtime as a tv show it's just <laughs> not a, counting it's just, the tv it's, shows it's just a really weird tv show <laughs> the most expensive tv show yeah <laughs> that i it, I don't know. That was one of my issues with this series. I think um, I, I I really enjoyed WandaVision uh, in part because of like the gimmick. Like it, it was just a really cool series. Um, but every time an episode finished, I was kind of like, "What what happened?" You know, like not much really went on. You know what I mean? So each one was I don't know, like like twenty to thirty minutes, and and every time it would finish, and I was kind of just like, I just kind of wanted more per episode. And I so I do really like the kind of episodic format of these new stories coming out. But the limitation is like. They they work really well in the over the you know uh, overall story arc, but like each episode also needs to have its own kind of you know uh, its its own kind of I don't know like like arc its own independent you know motion and each of these felt kind of like episode five like really cool and I really enjoyed the opening fight but it felt very climactic and something that like would have belonged more at the end of an episode and so it's like it's not really a fault of the writers or anything it was just kind of like squeezing a kind of long form story like this and like arbitrarily cutting it every 50 minutes can kind of just like feel kind of weird honestly i think... I, I disagree completely like i i i, I, I thought because 
Because you certainly can have a show where each episode will start out with the slower-paced stuff and then end with an action scene. Um, But the fact that they kind of were willing to do whatever, but, like, like, as long as it still had those elements, you know, like, every episode has something exciting that happens, and every episode has a scene with the villains, and every episode has a scene with, like, whatever, you know? I, I, like, I, I thought that the way this was split into six episodes was honestly pretty satisfying. I think the show, like, throughout the show was, like, pretty, like, enjoyable and engaging, but, like, when you're all done, really, three things happen to this entire show. Sam became Captain America, which we kind of already just assumed happened before the show. John Walker joined up with that weird lady, and we found out that Agent Carter is now evil. Like, it was fun along the way, but in retrospect, those three things are really the yeah, only that's, consequence that That's kind of my one thing, and those I are, think, those... like, Kevin will vehemently disagree with me on this, but, like, so, like, WandaVision, it would finish, and I was like, cool, one or two things happened per that episode, and, like, that's neat, but it kind of felt like there was some filler in between and stuff, like, which, you know, obviously, like, that's, you need you need to format it like that, you know, it just serves a long-form story better. But, like, here, it, it was the same thing, like, one or two main things would happen every episode, but they were, like, an hour long, so I would just finish and be like... That it, it, they just felt a little empty. Like I did, I, I did really enjoy the show. I just like, I don't know. It, it felt a little slower, like a little like stretched out almost. I I, I think plot wise that makes sense, but I feel that this show was really carried by its performances most yeah, of the, the time. Characters. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, like, the, yeah. and also like you're talking about like Agent or Dan was saying Agent Carter, um, Captain America, and the other thing he said, but like a lot of it was world building. It wasn't necessarily. Mm lot and that was something that i think the show at least attempted and did marginally well um my difference that i have here is that wandavision the filler parts just felt boring but in this show like literally my favorite episode was when they just stood around and just like fixed the boat that was my favorite part they did literally did nothing but fix a boat and it was my the entire series just because it was just so fun and the characters like carried it, you know? Yeah, like I don't I don't know if the boat fixing was my favorite part, but <laughs> I do re- I like I like the characters and I like the way for the most part that the characters were portrayed. Um so stuff like stuff like the Isaiah Bradley subplot where mm, he is the yeah. the um old black captain america or black super soldier that was kind of like buried by the u.s government despite the fact that that probably won't come back in future things and like okay it's not one of the three important things that happened in the show i really liked that i thought that that was really good stuff like seeing bucky go to therapy and like kind of seeing him grow as a character and like learn and we even got the flashback scene of when um Bucky first gets, like, the Winter Soldier programming taked out of him. Like, all of that, I really enjoyed. And despite the fact that, again, it's not, you know, that you don't need to to know that it happened in order to watch the next Marvel movie, um, I still really enjoyed it and thought that it was, like, yeah. worth my time. It essentially, it did what a TV show is supposed to do. Give you time to, like, be with these characters doing what they do. I don't necessarily mean the three things that happened in a disparaging way to the rest of the show. It's just I was kind of going off Connor's comment where it feels like sometimes stuff doesn't really happen, which, like, Mm -hmm. I do think is the case with this show and even WandaVision a little bit. Like, it was enjoyable and, like, the character stuff was very good. But, I like, 
and not saying it has to do stuff. It just it does feel like a cert a lot of stuff could have been cut that didn't have to be here. Like you could have trimmed this down into like a four hour show with like like this the really good stuff and like. I think it yeah, but then you better. lose all of those hours that I wanted to see. But then you lose the boat scene, You said like you love the boat fix stuff, and I I agree. I think that was some of like the best stuff. So like that you would keep. But like I feel like a lot of the various like staking out flag smasher hideouts, going to find flag smashers, losing the flag smashers, monologues from flag smashers. I feel like you could have cut so Dude, much. Cutting out the monologues from the flag smashers like cuts out the only thing that they have. Yeah, yeah you I, I think committed to the bad villain bit at this point. It dragged it down more than anything. I like kind you of spend time with a villain that isn't good. That's worse than just committing to having a cartoonish villain and just focus on the stuff that people enjoy. I kind of agree with with saying that the flag smashers stuff was the worst part of it, but I think that giving them less runtime is the problem with Marvel villains. And like, <laughs> like overall, I don't want to be like. Oh man, it would be really good if the villains were just really one-dimensional and pointless and we didn't get it. Like like I like having time with the villains. I just think that in this like it wasn't done well here. I wish that we had spent time with them, but the time was better. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like if they cut out time with the villains and uh, put more time into the characters, like the other characters, I think that would have been a better change for me, I think. But, like, yeah. the time we have with the villains in this isn't good, and I don't enjoy it, and I think it makes the show worse. So, like, in a hypothetical, yeah, you could just do better villains, but, like, looking at this show, they had a very kind of clear-cut path, I think, to trimming it down, but they didn't, and they left in a lot of unenjoyable stuff. So, in your hypothetical, you would just remove them? Well, I don't know. I, like, <laughs> I, I feel like they could have rewritten, done basic reshoots, maybe, like, cut out a couple scenes here and okay there. actually i agree with dan here if we cut out the villains then we could have had more boat yeah a six episode show of them fixing a boat the real it's villain like... was the banker who refused to to give sam the loan to fix the boat yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Big time. Um, anyway going young. back to the plot and stuff uh we've kind of been skimming <laughs> over a lot but that's fine um Towards the end, we hear, and this is this is kind of what I said was like the one actual motivation of the flag smashers. Um, there's something called the Patch Act, which is um, like the GRC is trying to pass this bill, act, law, whatever. Um, they're trying to restore the borders, basically, and they're all meeting to do that. And the flag smashers, ooh, evil globalists, are like, let's stop it. Um, they hire Batrock again, except he's actually working for Sharon Carter, who's also the power broker, who is the one that gave everyone the super soldier serum to begin with. But now she's just doing random stuff. Nobody knows. Um, and uh, and Captain America needs to stop them. And he's fully Captain America. He gets he gets the wings again, but they're red, white and blue. And he gets the shield. And now he's Captain America. Yeah, his wings are now Wakandan tech and are literally just like Iron Man suits. Like, the wings don't even need to exist because he has a jetpack that can carry him and a car. He's got multiple drones that can pop out. The wings are just for show. Yeah, I remember when he was, like, lifting that armored car. I was like, yeah, he has the wings, but how are his arms supporting that? Because, I mean, (laughs) he he still has regular arms it's really the workout montage. <laughs> maybe he did take the super soldier serum and he just lied well, it wasn't just him he had like these two little like thruster drones come out and also push 
Yeah, but why did he even have his arms there? Those aren't going to do anything with an armored to car. To show that he's actually the one doing it, you know? No, I mean, like, why couldn't... I don't know, it just didn't make any sense. It, yeah, feel no, like his, get... it felt like his arms would have been crushed. Yeah, like, if, if, if he did that, his arms would be the weakest point and would probably just, like, break. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. assuming, assuming the jetpack is, like, super powerful, powerful enough to lift it, it would just be, like, him holding up an armored car while standing on the ground, which doesn't make any sense. He's Captain America. Oh, okay. Dude, Never mind. Cool as hell, though. I it love does. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It was very cool. It's Wakandan. Um, it was a little bit weird that apparently all of the GRC guards were the flag smashers. Like, like consistently, we keep seeing yeah. guards, and it's like, ooh, do you think we can trust these guards? And then they whisper to each other, "One world, one people," and then do a bunch of evil yeah. stuff. And it's like, how did they replace? All of the guards in this government building. No, no, no. Yeah. There was that, one oh, that... guard. There was one guard that was not a flag smasher. And it was Carter. <laughs> okay. Was that that always like whenever they did that, that felt like a ripoff of like Hail Hydra from the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. and that yeah. one yeah. made a lot more sense because yeah. Hydra was controlling everything. Or was controlling Shield at least. Mm-hmm. So like you expected that a lot of the important Shield people were Hydra, but like the the flag smashers just showed up. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not like they've been there the whole time. It is kind of weird to think about. They saw Hydra and like, oh, it's awesome the way that they have a saying. We should copy that. We're good guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was talking earlier about how Batrox one his his one trait <laughs> is being French. Um, in the last episode, he fights Sam, and he I, I think I think it's when he mentions that like Sam cost him a lot of money or something because because Sam. Sam makes some joke about buying a baguette or some french fries, <laughs> and it's like, Sam, you're really taking this Captain America thing to heart, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're, just, you're just, like, Knowing making fun of about the French now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic Captain America, harassing French people. <laughs> Remember in Winter Soldier when Steve Rogers, like, was about to fight Batroc, and he's just like, go buy a baguette? <laughs> classic Captain America moment right there. Um... There's this one scene when Carly is talking to Bucky, and she says that Bucky has never fought for anything bigger than himself. <laughs> and I'm like, like, he doesn't argue against that. He doesn't even say no to that, despite the fact that he fought A, the Nazis, and B, Thanos. Those are two of, like, the most objectively correct fights that you can fight, you know? But even... Even, like, the incorrect ones, like, when he was the Winter Soldier, of course he wasn't doing it for himself. He had no agency. Like, all yeah. he's been doing yeah. all his life is fighting for, you know, things larger than himself. <laughs> maybe maybe she wasn't lot. saying that, like, he's never done anything good. Maybe she was just saying that he is so incredibly significant that he's, like, on the same level as, like, the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're so self-centered, making everything about you. <laughs> I also yeah, so, might, as, um, might as well talk so that was about it was just Carly. to like distract him right like I I don't yeah it was such I a weird so. call like I it was just such a weird concept yeah, yeah. It, it was not well communicated what was happening because I was like she's like then, thanks yeah. and then they just cut <laughs> and then <laughs> when like you do else. understand that it doesn't make sense because like Bucky is like a you know trained super soldier you know a tactical you know whatever and he's just like oh I was doing my job but I should take this call. Yeah, and he's he just standing there, like he falls he completely into when the trap. Well, I mean, he's he's only trained as the Winter Soldier. He's like a pretty good fighter, but like he's not the Winter Soldier. Oh, true, true. And also, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not a tactical genius. Yeah. 
Like he's he has the training of a military guy and probably yeah, a little I, bit more. Yeah, a military I, I, guy I, I from say World tactical War genius, but like <laughs> yeah, he knows yeah. enough to like in the middle of a fight not take the phone call. Like he just I don't know, he plays completely into this you know, Well, I mean, that's just what the hero thing is. Is just like talk to the villains and try and talk them out of it. He's yeah. he's also kind of yeah, dumb. Like he's not this... incredibly smart. This gets into my whole problem with Carly. Uh, we might as well talk about what happens with her. Um, yeah. Because this is very relevant, is that she's fighting Sam, and Sam the whole time is trying to talk her down. He's like, Carly, I don't want to fight you and stuff, and he's just kind of, like, defending himself. I wouldn't um, want to fight me neither. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is, right, that this whole time, like, he's tried to talk her down multiple times at this point, and she's refused. She's just killed more people. And she, like, blew up a building of innocent people and, like, said that she'd do it again, you know? Um, And and at the end of this fight, she, like, pulls out a gun and totally would have shot Sam if not for um, Sharon Carter shooting her. And Mm -hmm. even after all of that, Sam is still just kind of like, man, sucks that Carly died, you know? Like, she was so fine and, like, probably was a decent person and stuff and it's like yeah was she though <laughs> no he was just <laughs> mad that uh she took away the challenge he wanted to like he wanted to see if he could take that bullet after becoming <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even have like super soldiers here he's like i have a new name now let's see if i can take a bullet i can, I can also, take like, it vibranium armor itch yeah but like he, he was standing still you think she would have aimed for not like, armor. i can take it yeah, but the the whole thing just annoyed me because they were clearly trying to make Carly sympathetic, but clearly weren't going to actually make her sympathetic at all. Yeah. Well, the, um, the weird yeah. thing about that too is like every time we see her talking with her compatriots, like you, they they intentionally make it so like you can see all of her all of her. I don't know, teammates, co-workers, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, they're clearly getting uncomfortable with how far she's going, and they're they're constantly drifting away, and to, like to the point that in the finale, she's like one world, and they all kind of like looking at each other, like, "Man, we're gonna kill the hostages." That's kind of crazy. Um, like, I don't know, but so, but then they just like blindly do what she says. Like, it just like it doesn't really make any sense. Like, they're yeah, trying she, to make she... her human, but then like she says crazy stuff. People like are obviously uncomfortable with it but then just go through with it anyway and like do crime they do crime yeah i really i really thought like at least one of them was going to like change sides or something like that yeah like, the guy the guy who looked like uh critical <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, yeah. I thought he yep, was gonna be the guy died. but it never happened i've been told that i look like a younger critical <laughs> yeah yeah valid. <laughs> um no but when one thing that was really weird i was talking before about how zemo his ideology in this is kind of a little bit bizarre. Um, he was yeah. 100% correct about Carly. He says yeah. early on, he, he says like, oh, Sam, you're seeing something in Carly that doesn't exist. Like, And then later he says to Bucky, like, you need to kill Carly because she's not going to stand down. She's been radicalized too far. And we're supposed to look at him and think that he's wrong, but there's literally nothing to suggest that... He wasn't 100% correct there. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Sam almost did talk her down that one time. Kind of. I mean, it seemed like she was being talked down a little bit, but then still, like I said, was saying that she would kill all of those people again if she could. Like you know? she was just, Sam just like, called her out on that. Like, what does that make you sound like? And she's like, you're tricking me. Uh, 
<laughs> no, I totally think that scene would have worked if John Walker didn't walk in like an idiot. What's his name? Yeah. What's he supposed to do? Not walk. <laughs> Did you know he's he's actually named after a whiskey? Really? Um, yeah. Fun fact. Like, yeah. So yeah, John US Walker agent whiskey. whiskey. Yeah, and then and then uh, in the comics, he like fakes his own death and assumes a new identity, and his name is Jack Daniel. <laughs> 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 he literally just like doubled down on the joke. It's such a weird thing. Huh. Yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah. Fun little tidbit. Thank you. I just like. Because I think that I think Winter Soldier and Civil War had kind of the right amount of nuance where there was like they're not high art or anything. They're it's not Citizen Kane, but I was interested in what was happening, you know, and overall like the villains yeah. were pretty engaging and stuff. I feel like this show was so close to being that, and it's really just the flag sma- the fact that the flag smashers don't really have a strong like like they're not well defined especially near the beginning and the fact that Carly as a villain is just completely stupid and I don't care about her at all. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the movies were much more dense in their presentation about the ideas with the characters and the villains. Like mm. if they took like the first part of like episode two maybe and like very clearly defined exactly what the flag smashers wanted to do and their goals which i know was difficult because of reshoots and rewrites and all that but if they did that i feel like they wouldn't have to spend as much time redefining or trying to uh, justify what their goals are later in the the other episodes because they i feel like there's a lot of time dedicated to them doing stuff but none of that stuff matters so mm-hmm. if they just get it all out of the way at first then they don't have to spend that screen time doing stuff that nobody generally cares about i guess yeah yeah and really like i I just i I just wanted to be invested in them because i was honestly invested in like john walker's storyline and like isaiah bradley's storyline and most of uh, who's the contessa i didn't really care about Uh, her but she was only in like two scenes so a lady from veep or seinfeld yeah, yeah, I, 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 I always the, just think of her as Elaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, they did confirm she'll be in Black Widow. Okay, I I might not care about her then. We'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get the same vibes from these like first two uh, Disney Plus shows as like the first few like Phase One Marvel movies, where like you have good character stuff that you kind of like, but they just kind of have like eh, villains and like some writing that could be improved. At least the color grading was good. The color grading is definitely yeah, yeah. better than Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, visually very stimulating. I really presentation. To be honest, I I probably did enjoy this more than the Phase One Marvel movies. Um, so that's something. Yeah. Yeah. At least most I agree of with that I, for the most. Iron Man One was really good. Yeah, Iron Man One was good. Yes. Like, There's I no Iron like... Man Three though. Oh yeah, but that's not. I phase I one. agree. <laughs> it's not Iron Man Three. It's a lot better. I get yeah. like Iron. I get like Captain America, Thor, Iron Man three vibes from like these. Those wait. And, those uh, are three varying quality films. I I roughly consider those around. I can wait. Repeat which ones those were. Um, it was uh Thor, Cap- yeah, Captain America one and uh Iron Man three. I I consider those three to be rough like the average Phase one. I I can. Yeah, see but that. Iron Man three was not a Phase one movie. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't. But like it's around the same level of quality. They still okay, hadn't quite right. figured. Okay, I, I, yeah. All right. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, all of the super soldiers just get blown up. 
that was fun. Zemo, yeah, Zemo's butler does it. And <laughs> I kind of forgot who that was. I think me and Kevin were were both a little bit like, wait, who's this old guy? And then yeah, I, had like, to, oh, yeah, I had to Zemo. rewatch that. Like I had to go because I, I didn't wait and, and see the next scene. I was like, wait, am I supposed to remember who this is? I have no clue. And then it cuts directly to Zemo. And he's like, I, so I'm like, OK, but yeah, they just relied on you remembering that. That was yeah, a fantastic scene. Yeah. Goodbye, Originally, Flag it was Smashers. like, oh, these are just comic book villains. We'll probably see them again. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no, we're not. What about, I do what about the speech? I do appreciate that Marvel is trying to like make their villains more like actual foils to the characters as opposed to just the cartoony, you know. Like, I, I think, I don't know. <laughs> it focused really well on like things like systemic racism and, and kind of showing that, you know, patriotism taken to the extreme or even like nationalism is is just a bad thing blind nationalism is bad and that's like in the comics in this show that's john walker's mo is like he is just like blindly devoted to this country and its ideals and that's not what steve rogers was about and so yeah. in all of their arcs that's kind of the main point so like flag smasher would be like a really good foil to that idea and and showing like hey yeah like i don't believe in patriotism in the u.s i don't believe in patriotism at all and and but it's just like really poorly done and and some of the things kind of go against that idea like um i kind of like the idea that sharon was like wrongfully ousted from the country like she did what was right and she saved the day but america and kind of you know like whatever i don't know bureaucratic elite or whatever you want to like kind of forced her out against you know the actual right thing to do um but then it's it's just like no she's just like a terrorist and she's going to exploit the like like it, it's just like you can't be a victim of the u.s and its and its power structures without being a villain and I, I didn't really enjoy that. I thought they could have shown a lot more like varied perspectives about people who can oppose the U.S. and and its kind of global hegemony without, you know, trying to exploit it or be a, be evil. I mean, that was also Isaiah Bradley. That you're describing Isaiah Bradley right now. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I mean, I I didn't I didn't mind it too. Like like when you when you phrase it like that, I'm like I guess, but the way that I saw it was just um like. Sharon Carter was essentially forced into this situation and now she's just kind of rolling with it, you know? And it's like, like, it's kind of the fault of the US for, for like making her a criminal to begin with, you know, anything wrong. But yeah, Isaiah Bradley was just out there minding his own business. Like, Oh, I don't like the US and Sam, you shouldn't be Captain America. And then Sam was like, I'm going to be Captain America anyway. (laughs) And it was cool. And I liked that. I did, uh, Sharon's reveal had, like, a cool factor. Like, when it first happened, I was like, ah, oh, sick. And then I, l- l- like, this is kind of, like, after, like, further reflection, I was kind of like, eh, it would have been a lot neater to just have her as, as like, a victim rather than... And, and I do agree. I guess it's neat to, like, force her into that role. I do feel like the forced into the role thing, like, that excuse kind of starts to lose credibility when you're like, she's literally taken over an entire city and is, like, one of the richest people now. Like, that is a little far. She's well, cool. no, I, I She's understand we're well having to like survive and thrive in this new, you know, environment. But it's more than thrive. What, what, What's more I, than thrive? I guess? <laughs> yeah. What, what... <laughs> She's <laughs> doing great, honestly. I, yeah, I'd say thriving pretty well describes this situation. <laughs> I don't think thriving quite does just. She's doing much. She she's she's doing super thriving, mega thriving, thriving with two eyes. All right, we're good. <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway. <sighs> Um, what what about when uh, Captain America gives his speech at the end and it's like a 
it's kind of a long-winded speech. Kind of liked what he was saying, but he just... It wasn't as succinct as most of, like, yeah. what Steve Rogers would say, you know? He doesn't if, have if, to say it like I mean, Steve Rogers it would say it. No, he doesn't have to say writing. it exactly like yeah, Steve Rogers. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. I'm a big fan of the Steve Rogers speeches. I'm like, oh, man, Steve Rogers, when he gives a speech, that was cool. And then Sam gives a speech, and I'm like... Yeah, it was an okay speech, but it was like kind of a long speech. I think I think that's like exactly what they're trying to show is like that was the thing. Steve was the perfect soldier, and he always like he was the leader. He could give like a really rousing, you know, inspiring speech. And Sam is trying to live up to that legacy, so it doesn't really make sense that he would just immediately come out and be like, "I can give a Steve speech anytime I want." I don't well, think that's I the character that's arc. I don't think that's what they were going for was showing that he's a bad public speaker because clearly, like, it wasn't <laughs> a bad speech. <laughs> you know, I like. No, but like, yeah. he needs room to grow. He, he like he he is new to being Captain America. I don't. I'm I just saying. I don't think that that was the point of the scene at all. Like like oh like, no, in no general, not, the, not the main point or anything. It felt like <laughs> it was supposed to be a triumphant moment, and it just like kind of like faltered a little bit because it was so long and on the nose and weird oh, i thought it was cool i liked it it was it's also just that like what he was saying would have made a lot more sense if the flag smashers were different villains <laughs> if they had yeah. been good villains i feel like one part that was very strange about that speech was that there was an element of back and forth between the bureaucrat or like whoever the important people were government people at the time like he was just talking to and they like responded to that, like, uh, okay, well, Mr. Captain America, you say that stuff, but how would you do that? And th- that was a weird not I like that they I like that they had the back and forth. Yeah, yeah but same. I just I just feel like that's not what a speech is for. Yeah. I don't I, know. That that's that's part of what made it feel too like awkward for me. Like the writing yeah. didn't work for like, what you they don't were going understand. for. And then yeah. Sam was like, Yes. the nordic chad yes what was what made that the timing weird or not in my opinion was he it sounded like the script was like okay you're gonna say you don't understand and then he's gonna interrupt you but he didn't interrupt him. He just kind of trailed off. And then Sim was like, yeah, you're right. Well, I don't know. That kind of makes sense where it's like he's just trying to like put up a, a facade argument. So he's like, oh, you just don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then Sam can be like, nah, facts and logic. He didn't really <laughs> like, have any facts and logic. It was kind of a, just an appeal to emotion. But, you know. <laughs> I do think it could have been trimmed a little bit. But I think overall, I like the speech enough. That I, I, I agree with that. Pass. Passing grade. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I, I I I would give it yeah, like yeah. a like a B minus. What? Solid B. Bump that up. Yeah, I'd say like C plus. I'm thinking like a B. I I like the overall notion that like Sam like like I said like it's like blind patriotism isn't good. So Sam now like he has the lived experience of you know being a minority in America and and that kind of like systemic you know bias against him and he's bringing that into the limelight as the the champion of the country. Yeah. So, like, the notion there is really cool. I think the execution... Yeah, but, I mean, that's also, like, through different means, that is a very similar arc to the one that Steve Rogers went through with the Winter Soldier, like, realizing that he can't trust his country. Yeah, yeah, true. I I guess that's a little less subtle, though, you know what I mean? Like, the entire organization he's working for turns out to be Nazis, like... Yeah. And I, I, um... You know, I've, I've I've kind of watched you know videos, listen to, to interpretations where it's like it would have been a lot better if they weren't Nazis. Like if it was just an actual conspiracy in the American government, it would have made more sense for Steve to be like, "Oh no, I can't trust the government." Instead, it was just like, "Oh, it's Nazis again." There's always Nazis, you know. What I mean? But like to this be fair, time, the it's point like, it, wasn't it's them the, being Nazis. 
not no, to, I'm not yeah. trying to justify like, Hydra here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Hydra did exist before <laughs> the Nazis. Yeah, yeah. I just think like overall this is better because it is like it is the the country itself that has kind of, you know, shown Sam the disadvantages of, of things like capitalism. Has the movie canon established that Hydra pre existed the Nazis? I don't think so. Because um, I know the show Agents of Shield. Okay, so. yeah, I was kind of basing that off of Agents of Shield. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would assume they do because I, I I don't remember it entirely, but in the the first Avenger, that's what it feels like. But I, I mean, really do not Avengers, remember. They say it's a Nazi scientist think tank or science group or whatever. They always call it a but, Nazi. But I was like genre. like in the Winter Soldier, it seemed like they weren't like specifically trying to bring back nazi ideas they were just kind of bringing back hydra ideas you know i kind of just chalked that up to like um you know disney didn't want to use the nazis in their movie you know what i mean like I mean, and I think, oh that, yeah of course comic, disney would never too. do that <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. no but i think like I, I, it probably has to do with like the comics code authority or something where it's like you know they focus more on like oh it was totally hydra doing the evil stuff and not you know yeah, but there, regime. there were straight-up Nazis in the first Avenger. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind no, of literally really the entire point of Captain America was that he fought Nazis. I don't think anybody was offended by him fighting Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had a lot of weird hot takes this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun, though. Cool. But here's something that yeah. we can all agree on. Bucky's new haircut. Awesome. Yeah. An improvement, An improvement for sure. I don't know, I like the long hair. I miss the Keanu look. <laughs> His hair always looked kind of greasy, though. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah I guess that's kind of the point. He's like a, you know... He's a gamer. You'd think, I mean, usually, <laughs> usually soldiers have, like, buzz cuts. You know, you'd think if you're keeping, like, a psycho assassin... Soldier, you don't you don't want his hair getting in his way. I I wish he had like yeah, a mullet. So I wish he had like an eighties like. <laughs> he just has a mullet. <laughs> like instead of like the whole mask and everything, it's just it's just sunglasses and a mullet. He has a perm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to see Bucky with a perm. Alrighty, so um, any final thoughts? Any wrapping up ideas? Any? I like how they made Bucky right-handed. <laughs> I, I, I okay. like how they made him right-handed and i like how they showed him like using his other hand after sam called him out yeah okay so just so what happens is that they're fixing the boat and yes he boat, is like yes hey here let me let me do this thing and he like uses a wrench to like tighten something um but he uses his normal right hand instead of his his robot arm and and Sam's like, why didn't you use the metal arm? And he's like, oh, well, I'm right-handed, so I don't always think of it right away. <laughs> I also... That was a good scene. Yeah, I like that It was that enjoyable. One. I don't think it Happened was... Happened in the best episode. I, I, I don't know if it was the, the pinnacle of the series for me. It was... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's going to have repercussions. That's the fourth important plot point that's going to show up <laughs> later on. Well, he's he's going to use his left hand. <laughs> It's it's like the sandwich thing uh, that people think shows that um, Fury is a scroll. What? You can't just say that. <laughs> okay, for, 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 for context. Yeah, 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 sorry about that. Um, so in um, Captain Marvel, he says, like, I, I cannot cut my sandwich diagonally. I have to do it in half. And then in, um, I think it's Civil War. Where do they go to the barn? Age of Ultron. Ultron. Age of yeah. Ultron. Yeah, yeah, sorry, my bad. Um, in Age of Ultron, um, he cuts a sandwich diagonally, eats it, and people are like, oh, shit. 
<laughs> so it like it, it must have been a, a scroll. You're the worst. Sorry, You're I've the been worst. really bad this episode. Yeah, I'm I'm replacing Dan. You may. Uh, I don't have to censor anything except for when you and Dan are here. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do better there. My bad. But it's funny because uh, he is a scroll. I mean, he probably yeah, wasn't like it a literally was then, legit but, evidence. But he, yeah. I mean, I just don't know why they would bring it up in Captain Marvel and make it a plot point. It wasn't to contextualize that. I think it was a joke. I think it was a joke, Connor. I don't understand character development. Now he can cut it in dialogue. I think it was world building. Anyway, yeah, so overall, I don't know. I, I enjoyed WandaVision. I enjoyed <laughs> the show. Um, and they made me excited for Phase 4. I think they did what they were kind of... What is Phase Yeah, four? actually, I was really do. checked out after Endgame. I, I watched Spider-Man, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I think I'm done with Marvel. I don't, I don't really care anymore. Yeah. But the show actually made me care again. <laughs> yeah, even the, like, yeah. the shows weren't perfect, obviously. But like, they did a good job of rallying... Not rallying, that's dumb. Getting people excited for Phase 4. Honestly, uh, you know, the pandemic has been awful, and, and uh, yeah, that goes without saying. Uh, but I feel like if Marvel just kept churning out movies like they had been doing, people would probably, like, stop. If it was just the same old, same old, it would have probably, like, died out significantly after Endgame. But this kind of, like, yeah. forces them into a new kind of form of storytelling and stuff like that that I think is starting to entice people and get them back excited for, for the coming I phase. agree. I'm going to yeah, say... If people if, uh, break. If a new Marvel show, like every week doesn't give everyone superhero fatigue nothing will we're just gonna have yeah. Marvel for the rest yeah of definitely for every life well i think this show especially like yeah it's a lot of superhero fatigue but like again it's like this is the kind of more down-to-earth realm of of marvel you know where it's yeah. not like oh there is magic and stuff going on it's, it's just like they, these are two guys it's a buddy cop show. okay but i kind of like the magic um, stuff <laughs> yeah magic if we could like i i like the fact that they're doing a whole bunch of things all at once now and like you know the loki show is coming up and that is going into absolutely crazy stuff of like they're going to explore the alternate timelines and he's with like the time variance authority and stuff and like like now i want to see that because we just got this more down to earth yeah, yeah. overall they, they, they definitely planned this well yeah yeah, and I bet the What If series that's coming out soon is probably also going to take a dive into a bunch of the uh, oh, yeah. more, more like magic-y things that happened in the, the MCU over time. Like what magic. if? What if they put all of Zemo's dancing in Falcon and the Winter Soldier? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's an, an absolutely crazy show? Because what longer. other TV shows have an ellipses and a question mark in the title? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> we should make one. It's just an ellipsis and a question mark. <laughs> How'd you pronounce it? Just silent. You gotta you gotta pause for a second in the in the middle of a sentence. Oh, are, are you guys ready for the next episode of? <laughs> <laughs> huh? What? It's, you, have make, you have to make the Tim Allen home improvement <laughs> yes. noise. Okay, Who just good. did that Tim Allen home improvement though? That was really good. That was me. <laughs> Naturally, as a Tim, I have the ability. <laughs> it sounded like you had played it from something oh no no anyway um yeah i i would say that this was overall it was pretty good it wasn't it wasn't winter soldier quality but it was enjoyable i liked it it was falcon and winter soldier quality you're right (laughs) i I like that that in the final in the finale they kind of uh retcon the name to captain america and the winter soldier and i'm like oh no (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> you mean oh no? <laughs> like I'm about to say, no. It would just be funny if we had to differentiate between the movie Captain America: The Winter Soldier and the TV show Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Oh uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> for next week <laughs> on the podcast. Um, oh boy. I think we're doing super bad. Uh, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. That'll be fun. We've got twist. a special special surprise coming up. That'll be a good one. Uh, and remember yeah. that you can email us at a cubic inch of sound at gmail.com if you want to. If you don't want to, then don't. <laughs>